every single time we stuck out one of those challenges, it only added to the fruit of our relationship. Like it's like planting a garden and our garden just kept yeah. more beautiful, but it was, it was rooted in pain. Like, like change and growth takes pain. It's not comfortable. Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Race and Redeemed podcast. I'm your host, Michaela Nikolinko, and I started this show after finally finding my home in Christ. I grew up in a home with lots of abuse and addiction where Christianity became something that repelled me. I spent my early adulthood seeking God in other religions, tarot cards, psychedelics, and even myself. I didn't realize how much hell I had pulled up into my life until I came face to face with the dark side and Jesus fought hard to save me. Now I live to serve his will and host a platform where others can share their story too. If you're looking for a show that talks about real things and provides encouragement for those who have been to the dark side and back, then this is the show for you. Make sure to rate, subscribe, and share this show with anybody else who might be encouraged by it too. Thank you so much for joining me and welcome to the Raised and Redeemed family. Okay, welcome back everybody for season three of the Raised and Redeemed podcast. So this season, we will have a focus on those who have been redeemed from some kind of sexual sin, perversion, adultery, addiction, and the sex work world, though there still will be other testimonies along the way of, you know, new age to Jesus and abuse uh, survivors, you know, different things. We mix it up from time to time, but there will be a heavy focus on these areas specifically and your host, myself, being included among them. So today I wanted to kick off the season with my husband, Vitaly, being on the podcast just to share our testimony of redemption and what that's looked like in our marriage. So if you are watching this on the YouTube version, I don't know if it's because we've got two Zoom accounts on one Wi-Fi network, but we are experiencing a little bit of a lag. So don't make fun of me if my face freezes in funny ways. This might be encouragement for you to check out the YouTube if you haven't yet done that. So I'll just start by introducing my husband. Thank you so much, V, for just being on the podcast today and helping us kick off the season. Baby, it's always an honor to be on your show. I'm so proud of you. I'm so excited to share this moment with you and to chat about all the important things that uh, you discuss with your audience. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah, so I realized that you haven't been on the show since season one so I'm like okay we got to get him back on here because it's been too long yeah it's been a while and gosh so much has gone on (laughs) over the course of that time oh yeah yep and that's a little bit of what we're going to talk about today so like I said our marriage is a story of redemption because I met you shortly after I left the clubs and I found Jesus and it really felt like our marriage was arranged by God. Um, But what that meant for us is, you know, if people have heard our story is that we met and moved very quickly because it did just feel like, like, I don't know, like it really felt like God arranged our marriage. And so everything happened so quick. And next thing we knew, we were married and living together two months into even knowing that one another existed. And while this sounds like, you know, an amazing fairy tale, which, you know, in part it was, it was also 
really hard that year one of marriage. And so today, we just wanted to shed some light on the reality of that and how we survived year one of marriage. Right, babe? Yep. Yep, yep. It is a survival story for sure. So a lot of girls ask me either on social media or, you know, in person sometimes how I went about telling you my testimony for the first time. I know different girls who are, you know, in relationships, dating, maybe even more, you know, farther along the line in their relationships and trying to figure out how to tell that person they're with their full testimony. Um, And what I share with people is that I told you my testimony right away. Like it was one of the first serious conversations that we had. And I think the reason I did this is because you and I were both not messing around. Like we were dating to marry. That was our intention was, you know, we're looking for the one and the only way to I guess sort of weed out the people who aren't right for you is by being brutally honest about who you are. And so I shared my testimony with you right away. And for me, this was a great filtration system for sifting out guys that, you know, couldn't handle my story. Um, And I think that you handled, you handled my story with so much grace and, and just love and acceptance that that was a big green flag but I'm curious, how did you feel hearing my testimony for the first time? Like, what was your what was your feel for that? Were you intimidated by it at all? Or um, how did that make you feel personally? Yeah, that's a good question. I felt grateful uh, more than anything because, like you said, you know, we were in parts of our, we were in the period of our lives where we were pursuing a serious long-term commitment, whoever it was going to be, you know, that filtration process. And it's very difficult to start that commitment on the basis of just ambiguity and wondering what was, what will be. Not only that, the person who has something to confess just outside of the ordinary, you know, that person doesn't want to feel like they're living in a lie or they're accepted for somebody who they're not. And so just putting all of those cards on the table and discussing it, observing how each one of us interacts with that story, uh, you know, goes about it. Like that was an important part of it. Was it, you know, a nervous, you know, experience with so many different moving parts? Yeah, absolutely. But so is, you know, everybody else's redemption story. And that doesn't make it any less valuable. So I definitely was grateful for the opportunity to not only have have earned the trust to be led into um, that story, but also to be a part of it going forward. Yeah, yeah, I appreciate that. And I really got that feel from you. Like, nothing I told you felt like a burden from you. Instead, it felt like you truly were grateful um, to move forward with me. And I think it's because you could see with your own eyes the redemption and you could see the 180 based on what I told you and what I'd show you. So it wasn't really intimidating for you to move forward in a serious relationship with me because you saw the way that. God really did change my life. 
Yes. And I saw that it was authentic too, because there is a level of, you know, if it's been done once, what's the, you know, what's the likelihood of it being done again and so on and so forth. But, you know, I noticed I was, you know, just throughout my life in general, I've always been so, I would say, cautious uh, with people just in general, but specifically with those whose, uh, you know, past doesn't align with my past or present doesn't align with my, you know, principles or goals moving forward. But I've grown to notice that there's definitely a difference between somebody genuinely changing and somebody changing for, you know, to adapt to a circumstance or to be likable or get validation and so on. And so with you it was a completely different story. It was one of those rare uh, cases that I've encountered where a person could get transformed completely without me ever worrying about anything from your past happening ever again, Mm. Uh, especially in marriage, especially in marriage where there is a natural checks and balances with you and I keeping each other very straight, you know? So that was, um, that wasn't going to be a problem. The moment I realized that that was the case. Yeah. That it was, that it was genuine. I, I appreciate that you said that because as I'm, you know, I'm writing my book right now and there were so many times along the way that I tried to change on my own strength or based on, you know, like worldly standards of how I wanted to be, but a true change hadn't happened in my heart yet. And so it always resulted in me backsliding back into that old life. But this time I had truly encountered Jesus and that's what changed my heart and so now my change was on a deeper heart level versus me trying to just externally be something um and change yeah. strength quick announcement here if you're enjoying this episode Please help us expand our reach by liking, subscribing, leaving a review, or sharing it with a friend. And now back to the episode. Having said all that, even though I had had this like deep heart level change, there was still an encounter that we experienced that was like almost a backslide in the beginning of our marriage where you knew I used to struggle with substance abuse. Uh, in my past life. And so I had given up alcohol when I came to the Lord. In fact, I gave up everything when I first came to the Lord. And then as time started to progress, I think you remember that first time I tried to have that conversation conversation with you of like, hey, like, I think I can have wine from from time to time. Like, it doesn't have to be a big deal. And you have never dabbled in anything like that. You've never been a drinker. And you were very against it. You were like, no way. And like, this was a whole like, you know, like fatal kind of fight for us in the beginning. And I remember, you know, I'm pretty headstrong. And so I ended up kind of getting back into that. And next thing I knew, I had an old friend come and visit and I was drinking with her and, you know, nothing, nothing bad happened based on like the standards of what was bad to me. But I did sort of have a little bit of an alcohol relapse where you caught a glimpse of what that old me would have been like had I lived that out or, you know, started drinking and using substances again. And you grabbed me up from that so quick. And, you know, you gave me the ultimatum. It's either me and our marriage or it's 
alcohol and you you essentially get to choose at the end of the day and that was a really hard conversation to have but that's something that I appreciate so much about you is that you do keep me protected and you like on the straight and narrow like you keep me accountable and you protect me and that's not something I ever had before because like I said I am I am headstrong and so the people who were in my life before just kind of let me do whatever and then it ended up you know resulting in in chaos so that is that is something I appreciate about you is that you are protective and you know what my triggers are so I guess that's kind of um going into a topic of when you come from a a story like mine or you know anybody that's that's listening when you have like a sort of rocky past knowing how to protect those triggers because for me what typically resulted in me doing these sort of sexually scandalous things it started with alcohol and so we know that that's a trigger that we have to protect uh for me personally i don't know if you want to speak on that at all like protecting the triggers yeah absolutely i think it's a blessing that you and i get to you know walk this walk together because it does take two to keep each other accountable. We're all human. It's, you know, always going to be, there's always going to be some type of an issue. Um, I'm definitely not a fan of identifying as, you know, someone, you know, whether it's an alcoholic or whatever, but I definitely think that there are challenges that people struggle with and it does take two to, to walk this walk. Yeah. You know, uh, that scenario that you just went through um it wasn't you know anything fatal it was just an opportunity for us to realign our expectations because you and i got together under certain assumptions that was you know we found each other and we decided that we were going to be with each other because our principles and our ideals and everything in between aligned that said you know you and I are both working on ourselves to get to those ideals and to get uh, onto those principles and so on. So when that opportunity came about, it was just a good chance for us to talk about it, realign, make sure that we're still on the same page, kind of hit a refresh button and, um, you know, make sure that that doesn't happen again. And like you said, it wasn't anything bad by any means whatsoever. It was just an uncomfortable moment that gave us an opportunity to um, to either keep on moving along or make some adjustments so that we are able to move along. Yeah, and we did. Absolutely. Yeah, we did. Um, and I think it's because and we'll get into this a little bit more, but we both really believe in the commitment of marriage. And so, you know, that came first and foremost, like that desire to honor the covenant for me was greater than my desire to relapse into alcohol abuse. And so kind of like how I noted on, you know, this was the thing leading up to me falling into the sexual sins was like the abuse of alcohol. So to protect that trigger for me, something I admire so much about you is, you know, we all come in with our own triggers. Like we all have our own sort of past um, and things that we struggled with. You know what your triggers are. I know what my triggers are. I don't want to speak to that for you, but something that I admire so much about you as my husband is like you right away, you unfollowed every girl on Instagram. If any girl even follows you on Instagram or social media, you show me, you tell me like you ask if it's even appropriate to follow back. 
Um, if there's ever like a steamy scene on TV, you don't look at it. Like you never, you never look because you know the Bible says it starts. Like if you take if you take it into your eyes and, and it goes into your mind, the sin starts there. And so I just admire so much how you also protect those triggers to protect the purity of our marriage as well. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm definitely a believer in, you know, there's a saying, don't tempt the devil to tempt you. Yes. <laughs> nobody, no, no, nobody's perfect in this world. And we all have to make effort to, you know, align with that perfection as much as we can. Yeah. Uh, that said, kind of knowing your trigger points, knowing your weaknesses, uh, being honest with yourself that those exist in the first place. I think that's incredibly important because that way you could, you know, monitor yourself and supervise yourself and make the appropriate adjustments. So for me, you know, it's not that big of an issue, but at the end of the day, just logically speaking as well, I'm now married. I'm in a long-term committed relationship that I value and treasure. I don't need anything else seeping into it, however harmless, because I can't make that judgment in that moment, whether or not it's harmless, you know, devil works in mysterious ways. And, uh, you know, very strategic and very sneaky. And the last thing I want to do is engage with that, even entertain the thought of engaging with it. So to me, I don't fight it, I flee it, I don't need to be around it, I don't need to be a part of it. Um, I don't even need to show it how strong-willed I am against it and whatnot. It's just not what I do. It's not a part of my routine. Um, We have better, bigger things to focus on. That's so good. Yeah, you even will leave the gym if it's like, you know, a bunch of girls down there doing stuff in the gym. You'll leave the gym and come home and finish your workout. And I just... I've never felt more safe with a person. And I'm just so grateful that, you know, my husband has those attributes. I feel very lucky and blessed um, that you protect us in those ways. Looking for a good ebook on all things dating as a born again Christian? I've got you covered. Head over to the show notes to find my ebook, How to Know If He's the One, where I share the worst of my relational mistakes, how I found my husband, and how God taught me to do relationship his way. I share templates for lists I made, questions I asked, and resources I found helpful along the way. Okay, so another thing, I don't want to go into this too much. I know our time is limited here. Baby has uh, an appointment to get to. Um, But I do want to just talk very briefly about Queen Charlotte, because I know it is a very trending show on Netflix right now. So most of you have probably seen it. We just watched uh, Queen Charlotte. And honestly, like I was so inspired by how she showed up in her marriage that I wanted to rewatch it with V so he could see it too. Um, essentially, you know, they got married right away. And then she figured out all these things about her husband along the way. But she talks a lot about, you know, how love is a choice. And because they had like the the huge pressure of the crown of, you know, England, you know, they had to make it work. They, their culture, it's like etched into their, uh, into their culture, their politics, their religion, everything that when you get married, you make it work. And so she made a choice that she was going to love the king, even though he had all these mental issues and all these things, but she just showed up 
with so much grace and loved him. And like, they figured it out as they went along. And so I made V watch the show with me. And I really feel like this was kind of how it happened for us as well. Like we got into the commitment and then we started figuring out who one another was and, you know, the good, the bad and the ugly, like all of the things we started figuring out after we got married because we did get married so quick. But the thing is, is we both believe in marriage so much that we were determined to make it work regardless. And so I want to go back to that year one of marriage a little bit and just ask you, babe, like, how was that for you? And I know that sounds like that's like an open-ended question, but there were times that felt very fatal for us. And just like the fact that we made it out on the other side, what do you think attributes to that? Well, I would preface this by saying that I definitely don't recommend uh, you know, anybody do this. I'm just thinking from like the point of view of our future kids, you know, if our daughter came home and she said, I met this, you know, guy on Instagram and uh, two months later we're getting married, I'd be livid. So it's not that, you know, uh, it's not that I would necessarily recommend it, but I would say that there is something to it, you know, um, in theory, at least. Uh, Year one was one of the most rewarding, challenging, difficult, eye-opening, painful, uh, growth-provoking periods of my life because there was just so much happening at once and a lot of it was completely strange. You know, it was very unfamiliar. And so uh, having been accustomed to a certain lifestyle and now all of a sudden there's 1500 variables moving in different directions and now I have to figure this out. And there's another human being living by my side with whom I'm going to share the rest of my life. It's a big, tough responsibility. Um, and so through all of that, through all the pain and the, uh, and the little bit of suffering and the tribulations, but nevertheless, just incredible progress. The fact that we were married straight from the start definitely helped because, and, you know, I'm very open saying this to a lot of people. I don't know whether or not we would have stuck together if not for that, whether we would have broken up and come back together or not come back together at all. But it gave us, it gave us this opportunity to stick together and figure figure it out and figure each other out. Because two years later, when I'm finding out that all of these things that me personally, that I personally thought were fatal, were just either misunderstandings or it was me. Uh, it was ways that we didn't know how to handle ourselves or the situation better. It never had anything to do with you, Michaela, your identity, your essence, who you are, what your past is, what I may think your future is. It was never about that. It was just figuring out the logistics of coexisting in a healthy household. And so that anchor of marriage or first year just glued us together and forced us to be able to figure out that truth, in my opinion. Yes. Because all of that seems nonsensical to me just two years later. A lot of it, you know, you just look back and you go, did we really have a quarrel about this? I mean, is this really how we fell toward each other? And no, it was just a bunch of frustration and, uh, like I said, that unfamiliarity. 
Yes. Yeah. There's a lot to what you just said. Um, I think to me as well, I was going through double infamiliarity of a learning how to be a daughter of God at the same time as now learning to be a wife. So it was a lot of change all at the same time for me. Um, And then B, it's like, I feel like after you get married, I really believe that any good thing God gives you that the enemy tries to steal it or make you doubt it, question it, you know, the Bible says that he comes to steal and kill and destroy. And so I really feel like the biggest warfare for us came directly after getting married. Um, But as you said, it was all of those struggles and pains and sufferings that really grew us both as individuals and in our relationship, because every single time we stuck out one of those challenges, it only added to the fruit of our relationship. Like it's like planting a garden and our garden just kept yeah. more beautiful, but it was, it was rooted in pain. Like, like change and growth takes pain. It's not comfortable. It's going to be, it's going to challenge you. Um, and yeah. at the end of the day, it's like you said, I, I truly believe that it was the marriage and the commitment that we made that kept us through that. Yes. Yes. And to be fair, like, I don't know of any relationship period that's very smooth and easygoing. Yeah. I don't know of one, you know, people, uh, you know, there's a lot of portrayal out there online or in movies, you know, stuff that's really not, not real. So it is important to just kind of emphasize on the fact that yes, this was really, really uncomfortable. I mean, really uncomfortable because, you know, now reflecting back on it, you can sort of deal with it. You know, even now when we have some sort of a disagreement, we're kind of aware of the general, you know, how to how to go about it. Right. But like back then in the moment, it feels like such a big thing and it hurts. It hurts a lot because all of a sudden you start feeling like you're stuck in this bubble, you know, and you can't get out. There's no answers to be given. Um, but yes, thank God for our belief in marriage yes. as an institution to pull us through those uncertain moments that in retrospect seem to be very insignificant. I'm going to ask you next, like how you think that you've personally grown as a man because of marriage, because one of the main things that I gained out of this was um, learning to pray more and for me, like, I think I had always idolized my romantic relationship so much, like it was such a big idol in my life. And so when I did get married, and I realized that, you know, marriage isn't going to fill that God void, that there's still like, a deep longing I need, you know, for my connection with God. And you know, that no human is perfect, like only our Savior, only God is perfect. And, you know, there's going to be times that we disappoint each other, and we don't live up to the standards or expectations. Um, And all of this at the end, at the end of the day has just brought me closer to God, um, and realizing my dependency on him. And man, there's just so many other ways I've grown as a woman, as well, since getting married, like, just learning to be more selfless. I realized how selfish I was before getting into marriage and how to put family first and just, you know, those sort of things. I'm curious, how do you feel like you've grown the most as a man because of marriage? Yeah, I would say this was uh, marriage grew my heart more than anything else, right? Because 
you know, you and I have different backgrounds of what we focused on in our youth, per se. You know, you, I feel like were very involved in just the relational aspects, wherever that led you. To me, work and business were at the forefront of everything I've ever done since, you know, high school, college and everything else. And so, you know, that world is very black and white to me. You know, it's very calculated, risk assessed. Yeah. That those are the terms that I think in. Now, not to say that it doesn't have components, uh, you know, relational components and everything else, but it's definitely not the same as as in the household. So, anything um starting from forgiveness, compassion, understanding, patience, you know, all of those virtues I think were amplified in this experience because that was the only way to keep the marriage alive to begin with. The tactics, uh, for lack of a better word, that I use in business aren't really applicable in the household. And we both know that because anytime I try to sell you on something, however great I am at my job and what I do, it just doesn't seem to work. You wouldn't let me have a car every three months, you know? Yeah, yeah. So... Um, you know, so it's just the growth uh, of the heart, I think, that was the most um, vivid yes. type of change for me. Um, and then, of course, it's a work in progress because I still have to be incredibly patient with you and uh, forgiving and uh, whatever I think in my mind you did that day, I have to deal with it in a godly way. And so it's still one of the ways that I that I have to keep myself in check, but that would be it. I love that. What was that note that I wrote you in the beginning of our marriage? Yes, I have it on my wallet to this day. It says, uh, sometimes being right comes at the expense of me. Mm. So I, you know, that's another thing that I learned is uh, facts don't really play a big role (laughs) in this house. Oh my God. Yes, no, it's 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 just it's a very um it was a a really nice opportunity to learn like the the mechanics of the deep mechanics of what it means to have a solid relationship. You know, a solid committed relationship that is everlasting. So it needs to be nurtured and maintained in all sorts of ways. Yeah, and that emotional sensitivity to the wife. Yes. I love that. Yes, yes. Well, at least at, at least I try to give you that. The moment I step out of the house, yeah. <laughs> I'm back I'm back on. <laughs> yeah, back into the war zone. Yes. So, a lighthearted question. What's yeah. your favorite part about being a husband? You know, it gives you uh it's almost like it gives you purpose behind purpose. You know, all these things before, like before massive things enter your life, you feel like you kind of have a sense of direction. You generally know what you want to do, who you want to be, maybe even who you want to be with. But marriage, I feel like amplifies the why behind everything. You know, I've been family oriented for a while, but there is something different to having direct responsibility over an entity that is our household, of which you are just an invaluable part, you know, and so feeling that responsibility for you, 
for your well-being, for your future, not just in terms of, uh, you know, just general, but also understanding that you also have your goals and plans and ways that you need to express yourself and uh, find your place in the world. I feel personally responsible for that as well. So anything that I thought was important before marriage, I now consider to be a vehicle for, you know, to drive a bigger purpose along, which is the well-being and the prosperity of our household and the legacy that we're creating as a result. So I would say that's the central theme of it. Yeah, that's a great answer, baby. I feel I feel very blessed um, just to even hear you answer it that way. So I know you're a professional, so we won't get too into any kind of um, taboo topics, but I do want to ask you just briefly how sex and marriage differed from the way that you thought it would be or the way that world the world taught you it would be um because you know going back to all of these like you know little stripes that we have it's like sex is the glue of marriage and that intimacy can like bring you back together and help you just like remember what's important and just come back together emotionally so i know that that's not the way the world taught me sex was or what it was even meant for. So I don't know how if there's anything you'd have to share on that, like how sex differed in marriage versus how you thought it was supposed to be. Yeah, you know, it's it's really the intimacy aspect of it, right? So it's not, um, it turned out, right, to not be an event that you indulge in for its own sake, mm. right? It just um, ended up being and a deep intimate experience that is that encompasses the two uh that encompasses the two essentially right it's a way to realign it's a way to connect it's not um you know just a random thing that feels good or whatnot you know wow it's 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 an entire experience now it's easier said than done but at the end of the day, when done right and when done properly, that's, I feel like, what it's intended to be. Um, so, you know, talk about uh, just like deep emotional experiences and, and, and connections and the knots that you tie, right, as a result. Um, it's definitely a, uh, a, it's, it's a powerful thing that could be incredibly dangerous uh, when used in the wrong way as a tool. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I've got book resources on that. If anybody has any questions on that, because that's, that's powerful what you said there. And there's a lot to unpack, but I know we don't have uh, a lot of time to go too into that, but I did just want to get your take on that. And that's a great answer. Um, So one of the last things I want to ask you is if, do you ever still struggle with things in my past? Or do you feel like you know, it was just like everything was new the moment we got married. Um, you know, not really, because the thing is, we didn't know each other back then. So just, you know, kind of for me, you know, for you to get stuck in your past would be different than me getting stuck in your past, right? Somebody who's never been a part of that experience. I don't really think it would even be fair because anything that I could even come up with as a struggle in my head could be incredibly inaccurate and so that wouldn't be fair to you to begin with 
you know, that's one thing. And the second, you know, when we, when you and I came together, we were, you know, one of the main pillars, I feel like was focusing on our future and what it is that we can build. And the reason why we came together in the first place was because of the virtues and the qualities that were set in place at that time. Wow. So I feel like the only way that I would have significantly tangibly struggled from your background is if that background were to ever seep into the present, because that's not what I signed up for to begin with. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great, you know, so, um, you know, everybody's got a past that has crafted them and put them together a certain way. Um, in the way I am grateful that you have gone through that journey, however, painful and unbearable at times it it was but it created you into the Michaela that you are right now which is the person that I fell in love with and decided to share my life with in the first place so I have a selfish interest in your past because that's what led you to be the individual that ultimately I decided was for me Amen. Yeah, that's a great answer. And the last thing I want to ask you is what your advice would be, because now I think what we have is something very special. And, you know, I know that there's a lot of young girls who would hope to one day have something like what we have. And I just I feel very blessed and lucky um, to have that. So A, thank you. And B, I'm wondering what your advice would be to young women when choosing their husband like what should they be looking for slash avoiding especially considering if they come from a past such as mine yeah you know i'm a big fan in uh doing the opposites you know that so i would say if you're looking for something identify a guy or you know a partner uh if you're a man uh you know a girl who you don't want to be with Right. So identify the qualities and characteristics that you don't want to see in that individual or better yet, characteristics that you simply cannot stand. It's a complete non-negotiable. You just cannot deal with it because here's the thing. If you do jump into marriage, okay, like we did, and all of a sudden you discover that this is just absolutely unbearable, well, you will have to deal with it the rest of your life. You will have to learn to deal with it. There's no way out. So I would say just be incredibly cautious and selective. It is your life. It is your future. And know what you wouldn't want in the relationship and then kind of go from there. There is no formula at all because even the most ideal candidate is going to sometimes make you feel hurt and unseen and disappointed and angry. There is no perfect human. So just pick your battles and choose wisely. Know exactly what you're willing to, lack of a better word, settle for and what things are completely non-negotiable that you just would completely hate your life being surrounded with. Yeah. And, And kind of go from there and see where it is. Amen. I think that was a big reason I did choose you so, so quickly is because I'd experienced so much of what I didn't want that I had a pretty heavy list of what that looked like, the things I didn't want. So it made it very narrow and fine-tuned 
to consider the opposite of, you know, what I, what I did want. And so because I was very clear about that, I attracted exactly that. And that was you. So yes. And sometimes it happens, you know, quick as well. I would say the, I would say the most important thing that you could ever pick in a partner is just a a commitment to the longevity of the union, because everything else you can essentially figure out from there. But if you pick someone who is very sensitive or gives up too quickly, regardless of how amazing of a list of characteristics they have, you're simply not going to last long enough to experience it for yourself. Yes. Yeah. So having a mutual commitment, just determination to stick through whatever and having that clear expectation from the start, no matter what literally sitting with each other and going through scenarios. Hey, if this were to happen, how would we be? What would our future look like? And see what the responses are. Um, I think that's that's central. If you don't have commitment to nurture something that is incredibly fragile and chaotic and beautiful and painful and uh, just all over the place, then you don't really have a future to begin with, however perfect that person is for you. Yeah, that's that's perfectly said. And for me, the only way I could really be sure that the man that I was choosing to marry really believed in commitment was knowing first if he believed in God. And so, you know, we started with like intense Bible studies and, you know, things around relationships based on what God says. And so because I knew you honored the Lord, I knew that you would honor what the Lord said about things like marriage and commitment. So that was the starting point. So I know we're out of time today. I just want to say thank you so much for kicking off season three. I'm so excited to get into these interviews with all these amazing guests who have been redeemed throughout the season of uh, this podcast. So thank you, baby, for being on the show. And yeah, that's all for today. Thank you, baby, so much for having me. I love you so much. I'm proud of you. Everything that you do, everything that you've become, grown into, and literally all the lives that you're impacting with this, it's a big mission, big responsibility. And it inspires me to do bigger and greater things, knowing how much of an impact you're going to have on a global scale. So I'm very grateful to be here and to be a part of this, but also just to witness that exponential growth and be beside you while that unravels. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, I'd love to have you leave a review and share it with a friend. All information on how to stay connected with the Raised and Redeemed podcast can be found in the show notes below. Until next time, stay well and God bless you.